0: Hello and welcome to the (laughs) Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me as always is Peter Blankenship and John Girdler. You interrupted our seance. Sorry, we were summoning the spirit of Ashton Kutcher to give you a little hint of what we're going to be talking about today in the movie that was John's selection. Would you like to introduce your movie, John?
1: I would love to. (laughs) Um, I chose the 2004 hit. The Butterfly Effect. That's,
0: we're going to say hit with a, an asterisk. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I'm looking at the box office thing right now. So it was a budget of $13 million and it made $96.1 million, So it technically was a success. <laughs> I think it's sitting at like a, what is it, 34 Rotten Tomatoes?
1: But look at the audience score.
0: I don't know what the audience score is. That's a good question. But yeah, this is, I, I didn't see this movie in theaters by any means, but this is definitely a movie I've seen. It's like randomly on TV. Uh, Peter, you hadn't seen this movie before, yeah. I hadn't seen it,
2: it's always been on my list and it's available a lot of the times. And it, uh, I always see Ashton Kutcher's face, and I go, eh.
0: right? Because it's Ashton Kutcher <laughs> and then Amy Smart's profile, yeah. Like,
2: I don't I don't want to, that is a weird poster. Um, yeah, I keep getting that movie in Mothman Prophecy because kind of, <laughs> I, I don't know of the butterflies, yeah. I know, mo- really, though, <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting those movies confused. And I'd seen
0: Mothman. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, <laughs> this is more entertaining than Mothman Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another movie. <laughs> that will be another movie. Richard Gere at his worst, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. Um but John, you had seen this movie prior. D- you didn't see it in theaters though? Several you just, times. Oh you've uh, seen several
1: Yeah, ones. several yeah. priors. Several prior viewings.
0: I think I've only seen this I've only seen this a couple times. This was my first time I accidentally watched the director's cut. I did oh,
1: too. I did too. What a so, choice to make.
0: I I regret it because <laughs> I I was so baffled. There's one scene that we'll get to that was added that I actually was like I don't remember that at all. And so I looked up that scene while the movie was playing and it was like Oh, added during the director's cut. I was like Oh no, because. <laughs> <laughs> Director's cuts are such hit and miss. Like, if you watch the director's cut of Blade Runner, you get a good, interesting take on the story and maybe kind of what the actual intention was. And then sometimes you get director's cut that are like this, that you see why someone stopped this (laughs) madman from (laughs) releasing whatever this was. (laughs) Making it
1: such a dark movie even more. I know. Darker.
0: Oh, man. That's, yeah. That, before we jump into it, we have to talk about how unbelievably dark this movie is. Like, honest, honestly, I truly believe it's just, it's just the, the guys who wrote this movie sat around smoking weed, talking about time travel, but then just got in a weird existential crisis about how life means nothing or something and just were super depressed. Like, the guys that wrote this movie need to speak to somebody
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah really nothing happy happens in this no movie.
0: it's it's crazy because once the time travel starts and he starts changing time i'm like man i bet he wishes to go back to the status quo and then i'm thinking about what the status quo was i'm like well that wasn't that great to begin <laughs> with either like shit man <laughs> poor, poor ashton
1: you know oh gosh one day he's, he's getting started. high in a basement and the next day he's
0: Trying to change other I people's lives. What happened to Kelso? Like, ah, oh, man. I used to really like Ashton Kutcher. You know, I feel like the first time I saw this, I was going off the high of loving that 70s show. And then it was, you know, we, we had to watch this. He's just
2: not a very serious person. Yeah.
0: He was weird in that Steve Jobs movie, too. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's like Jim Carrey doing in the number 23. It just doesn't translate very well.
1: Yeah. It, it shows the range of his abilities. Going the range of you.
2: his Provided attempts <laughs> at different characters,
1: <laughs> maybe just thrillers. He played the depressed guy on New Year's Eve, right? Who did Ashton?
0: And he, he was. I mean, oh. he, he was the guy that hated New Year's. Yeah, that was overly critical of New
2: Year's. Yeah, maybe I mean, it, he was still Ashton Kutcher. You know,
1: like maybe it's because he lost Amy Smart. Remember, we don't actually see the girl that he. Are you? <laughs> I'm <laughs> suggesting that Gary Marshall. Wait, 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 wait. wait.
0: <laughs> so are you saying at the in a world where Ashton Kutcher, from the butterfly effect, has changed time the way he has in this movie. At mm-hmm. the end, he leads into his life that's in Valentine's Day.
1: Living with Zac Efron.
0: Living with Zac Efron and dating Glee Girl. I'm on board with that. Well, one <laughs> that's one of the end- exactly what I'm saying. In <laughs> one of the endings...
2: Yeah, there's multiple endings to this movie. Is his roommate Lenny is an artist. Because he's an artist Ooh. in New Year's Eve. So
0: in in Va- in New Year's Eve, they just recast the roommate as Zac Efron. Oh my gosh! I now I want to figure out if Gary Marshall has any <laughs> his fingerprints on this movie.
1: <laughs> so many layers to this. <laughs> Excuse you, Peter. Thank hey, you. Wow.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, any more comments before we uh, about jump this into movie? This? Well, before we jump into this plot,
2: um, other than it sucks <laughs> and its message is horrible,
0: I guess that's more of a. Once we go through the movie, comment, uh, uh, but, okay. You know, no, that's cool. You know, uh, it just pissed me off. <laughs> I, I wasn't angry. I just was like sad. I was I was more. <laughs>
2: I think ultimately I was more upset of how great an idea this is
0: and how shitty the execution is. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent. If that if I was to give a blanket review, like a vague blanket review of this movie, it would be very clever idea and take on time travel. Poorly executed. The writers need to seek professional help to deal with their <laughs> clinical depression. That would be my review. <laughs> yeah, because like him, him wanting to help
2: her. Um, why am I blanking on her name? Amy oh, Amy Smart.
0: Smart's character.
2: Yeah, uh, Kaylee. Him wanting to help Kaylee is emotional, and you know, like there are
0: stakes. Take, I do feel like there are stakes in this movie. Yeah,
2: and so taking. Every part of this movie out, and just looking at that plot line, I was like, uh uh-huh, I'm a little attached." And what made me upset was how it just
0: how everything else went. Right. All right. Yeah. So let's, John. Do you have a what would your blanket review before we jump into this?
1: My blanket review is: that I agree that the premise does kind of carry the movie for me. Like, I think I was I liked the premise so much that it made me like the movie. Um,
0: yeah, because it is it is a cool idea.
1: I'm sure it could have been done better, but um, I genuinely like this movie um brace yourself john yeah i feel like i use the word fun a lot when i like a movie but this movie is fun it's fun when you like a bad movie yeah so maybe i um maybe this movie is bad but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> sounds like john agrees to disagree <laughs> it's one of those things like click too if you've seen click i hate that you're expecting it to be like kind of lighthearted, and then and like, it's super depressing yeah you watch it and you leave feeling like Crap, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: the ending of Click when he's the old man in the <laughs> right. rain. That's this like, kind of me That's an unnecessary gut punch I wasn't ready for. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So, yeah, let's go ahead and just jump into this plot. So we open up with a quote that describes what chaos theory is and where the movie gets its name. And it's the idea of a butterfly flaps its wings in one area and a hurricane forms in another. And Chaos theories. if you look up Chaos Theory, it's really hard to track. And I feel like everybody has different opinions on it. And uh, I do kind of laugh that Robert Ebert's like review of this movie was kind of what we were saying, where it's an interesting idea, but they didn't explore Chaos Theory enough within this. And that's something I kind of bring up as we go through this movie. But yeah, so that... Like I said, the whole movie is based around this idea of chaos theory, the butterfly effect. Title drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we open with Ashton Kutcher in some sort of mental hospital and he's, you know, running from guards trying to find this room and uh
1: first sign John's going to like this movie. <laughs> Non-linear storytelling.
0: Non-linear um. Storytelling. Right, cuz this is <laughs> a, in the future but we don't realize it yet. And uh, he finds his um, like journals and a home video with like a you know projector or whatever. And this is my first complaint with this movie in terms of how they their understanding of time travel. So he breaks in and he locks the door or whatever, and he starts writing a note that he's audibly saying to the audience of, "If you're reading this, it means I failed and I have to go back and try to save her." And it's this long like explanation but if he succeeds they won't read it and if they think if he if he doesn't work then they'll find it and just still think he's crazy so what was the point of writing the letter
1: (laughs) (laughs) to intrigue the audience
2: (laughs) well yeah and he has to say it out loud as he's doing it right
0: well that's what i'm saying like it's it's he reads it out loud as he's writing but then the the note doesn't make sense he does
1: that throughout the movie too where he's reading aloud as he's writing
0: yeah, the the how they just how they deal with time travel is interesting. So uh, then we cut to 13 years earlier, and we get child Ashton unlucky Kutcher. Unlucky number. Yeah, but did you know Child Ashton Kutcher's the uh, what's his name Logan Lerman? You know he was the Perks of Being a Wallflower kid. He's been in some other stuff recently. He's actually like doing well as an actor oh, now. Good so good for, for him. him. But yeah, we well, and,
2: and then the Young Tommy. Um, I recognized him. Oh, who is uh, Young Tommy? He he was. In X Men, he was um he was in another horror movie where he's like an a, a orphan adopted. Like I'd seen him before. I was like, oh, oh, it's
0: that guy. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but uh, we're introduced to young Ashton Kutcher and his industrious single mom, who because we don't know the deal with the dad yet, but we find out the dad's in an insane asylum. Uh, but I think it was interesting that the first introduction to the mom is like. Oh, it's it's almost like an overly complicated explanation of showing that this is a single mom who could deal with everything because she has like a car, like a mechanic yeah. jumpsuit and is like fixing her car and then she like unzips it <laughs> and it's like, oh, and she's a nurse? Yeah, she can do it all. Single mom. <laughs> That's just something that stuck out to me. I was like, that that seemed unnecessary. <laughs> her
2: acting is unnecessary in this movie too. It's terrible.
0: She's. Uh, this isn't as much of a complaint about her acting, but she's one of those actresses that has like a slightly too high pitched a voice for me, where it kind of annoys me. That's like really shallow and kind of stupid, but just a personal thing. And it
2: is flat. Uh, the chemistry, but it was hard to tell it was uh, mother and son.
0: Yeah, it was. It was very easy to tell. I think was what you're saying that they weren't actually related. Right. These two actors. <laughs> um. Yeah, but she drops him off at school. And this is uh, where she basically gets asked to come speak to the teacher because he's drawn a very detailed picture of himself. This is Ashton Kutcher as a kid, killing two neo-Nazis, which comes up later and is explained and everything. But like, I know they're talking about the imagery that this child drew, which is would be shocking and is very warranted to bring in a parent about. But they never talk about the... The artistic skill this these kids seem to show out of it was nowhere really good. <laughs> it was a very he was good talented, <laughs> yeah. but especially for like he's supposed to be like nine or something. Like ah, it's like yeah, we're going to show this to the principal to make sure he's okay, but we're also going to show this to the art teacher because we uh, we might have a prodigy on our hands. Yeah, a sadistic, <laughs> a sadistic prodigy. Oh man, but that's where the I bring up the drawing though because that's our first blackout. So there's about remember. Yeah, there's about 5 blackouts that were introduced at the beginning of this movie and that's the first one. He doesn't remember drawing the picture. And that's when we're first, you know, taken to the hospital and they're explained he has a similar situation to what his dad had where they would have blackouts and just not remember anything about it. And so this is when we're first introduced to the idea that Ashton Kutcher's character is now going to have to start journaling everything he does to try to help stimulate his memory and the journals though end up kind of being a weird thing of like later in the movie when he's reading his journals there's more detail in the journals than i thought there would be for someone who's blacking out i might be just jumping ahead a little bit there but like it's like when he's revisiting this drawing scene he's like reading about him drawing it you know what i mean where if he blacked out, why is he riding out?
2: Yeah, it's almost like he was riding it up until the point where he blacked out.
0: Right. That's what I'm getting at, where it it doesn't quite track. And would
2: you remember everything up to that point?
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a weird thing. Uh, But yeah, so the, it's, the whole first 30 minutes of this movie is just childhood setting up the different blackouts. Yeah, you don't see Ashton
1: Kutcher. Yeah, you and don't see like, Ashton oh, Kutcher okay. for
0: honestly, yeah, it's about the first 30, 35 minutes. Yeah,
1: or Amy Smart.
0: Which is but crazy when you think about probably how much those two actors got paid. So you mm-hmm. paid two. And at the time, both Ashton Kutcher and Amy Smart were hot commodities. So I'm like, I don't know.
1: So here's my question for you guys. On one of the blackouts, he's holding a knife. Like right. His mom yeah, walks that's in. the next one I was going to get to. Oh, yeah. sorry to no, jump no, 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 to no. that. It
0: was a perfect segue. So,
1: so his mom walks into the kitchen and he's holding a knife after he had drawn this crazy picture. So she's kind of like caught off guard or whatever. Um, but then the scene just kind of ends, right? Like we don't see how she responds. I think she hugs him or something. Oh yeah. No, um,
0: no, no. That's a perfect yeah. Cause he, so he started journaling. Mm-hmm. This is when he first started journaling and he's talking about how he's going to go to his friend's house and he's going to learn what a real dad's like because he doesn't have a dad and his friends do. And then it's, yeah, it's the, we follow the mom out of the room and then it cuts back and he's just standing there with a knife. And you're totally right. I wrote this down of, she just, hugs him and then it's cut and then we're at the friend's house
1: so so my question is like well one what happened in real life like if you're actually in this story witnessing this like what is the next thing that was said and i always wonder that in sitcoms too like when a character will make a joke or oh, something. oh yeah and they and do and the, the cutaway the rest just kind of ignore it or like, yeah, the cutaway. It's like, what? But, how would you respond to that? But, anyway? Yeah,
2: and in like movies where they're having a conversation that cuts to them being outside and the conversation
0: is continuing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know it took time to get to the outside. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like an awkward, did they stop talking about it and then just bring it back up just there. Right. But with this knife <laughs> question, like none of us have kids, but I feel like if my son appeared standing in a doorway not knowing what just happened and was holding a knife, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to call... Call his friend's parents and be like, he's not going to be coming over today. Uh, he's sick. We're going to figure this <laughs> do out. Do we real even quick. know that it
2: was the same day?
0: It is the same day. We know it's the No, because that's oh, what he's yeah, writing yeah, yeah, right yeah, in the yeah, journal. Yeah. He says, I'm, I'm getting ready over, over to right. go over to um, Kaylee and Tommy's house because I'm going to learn what a real dad's like.
1: Which ends up being like the day that is referenced the rest of the movie. Like, with yeah, the this, is, Thomas, like the this worst, is like the worst day. Yeah, this One is the of, worst
0: week. <laughs> there, there are three pivotal days. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I do want to. I do want to talk about the lack of appreciation this kid or Ashton Kutcher had or does not have for the fact of how hard his mom's working. That little jab of like what a real dad's like, screw you. You're so, your mom's working really hard to support you. Like pretty nice house. Too. Yeah. Very nice house. She can fix cars. Industrious single mom. Like nice, get off your high horse. <laughs> nice neighborhood. Good, <laughs>
1: good and friendly kids nearby.
0: Uh, um, not so friendly dads segueing into uh, oh yeah, so I should clarify the knife is Blackout Number Two. So now we're going over to Tommy and Kayla's house, where their dad—I forgot that actor's name—but I always laugh because he was—he was the original Marty McFly from oh, Back to the you're, Future. You're right? They, that's who was cast. They filmed some of it and then said, "No, nah, we're going to go a different direction." And Michael J. Fox took the spot. I forgot that actor's name though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's the dad, and he seems so friendly at first. They're playing catch, and then it's hey, we're going to make a movie. <laughs> Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Oh, my gosh. with the Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. That's it. But we should go down to the basement to film it because it'll look more like a dungeon. Oh, my gosh. there. This movie introduces serious pedophilia like 10 minutes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so crazy because it's that scene of him saying, like, let's go down to the basement and then it's blackout number three. Because he wakes up in the middle of everything, and both him and Kaylee are naked, naked. and then Tommy's up on the stairs twisting a doll's head off. <laughs> and so that's not, like like what you're saying with the knife thing, that just kind of ends, mm-hmm. and then we fast forward nine years. What the hell? Like, no, resolve this, because- <laughs> They're, they're like, in the basement of that same basement, but as teenagers, like, smoking and talking and, like, being teenagers or whatever. But, like, where's the dad? I hope he's in prison. Like, what she, just happened? I think
1: Kaylee makes a comment. Like, if my dad comes home right you're now, right. we're going to be he in does. big trouble.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because later, too, she has a bruise on her arm from what her dad did too. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what?
2: I mean, six years, that can wash a lot of sins away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sounds like things didn't get
2: better, though. Oh, man. How many home videos do you think Jared, Fo- I mean,
0: um, oh, okay. Eric Stoltz had? Eric Stoltz. <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, wait, no, no, I sh- I messed that up. We're not supposed to jump six years ahead in time because it's after, because the pedophile thing is Blackout 3. Blackout 4 is when he, Ashton Kutcher actually goes to meet his dad. Oh, yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that because it's not as, like, it's really quick. It's like, two minutes but it's he finally gets to go see his dad because i think it'll help with his memory loss because i think it's stress related over not knowing your dad and it's basically like ashton kutcher walks into that room and then it's blackout number four and his dad's choking him out (laughs) and then they kill his dad in front of (laughs) him.
2: yeah that's that's a little little too hard easy
0: it that's never really like talked about no we just
2: cut to the funeral they
0: just cut to the funeral and it's not like oh great now this kid's gonna have worse issues because the day he finally met his father his father was killed in front of him
1: he's had like the hardest life yes! up to this already that we've seen like like just these events just going over these
0: events he's having severe blackouts which would panic any child sure he's been molested by a pedophile his dad tried to kill him then his dad was murdered in front of him (laughs) Uh, so pretty fun childhood (laughs) and it's not over (laughs) i did look up so during that funeral though there's a scene where the mom leans over and you can't hear what she says but she just whispers in his ear so apparently the line is you're better off without him Mm. which is kind of a harsh thing to say at a funeral I, I don't recommend that to anybody going to that's a funeral. interesting <laughs> that
1: you say that because I feel like that's kind of foreshadowing to the ending of this movie. Yeah. kind of is. Which I didn't know, notice at the time. but Especially the director's cut. Oh, man. The right.
0: director's cut. Yeah, we'll get to the endings. But yeah, so now, apologies, we jump six years later and it's teenage Ashton Kutcher and the gang. And we've now, instead of just Tommy and uh, Kayla, we now have Lenny, the third friend, um, who's the fat friend gotta have a fat friend yeah every childhood needs a fat friend apparently
2: who was my fat was I, was I hmm
0: oh I was a toothpick yeah when you were I, like I there.
2: there's no fat friend that I can think was it me
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's the it's like if you can't find out who the fat friend is you're the you. fat friend <laughs> 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it wasn't you Peter <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh man uh, yeah, so they're hanging out in the basement of Kaylee and Tommy's house, which, again, I understand he had blackouts, but it, it seemed like he had a some concept of the terrible things that were happening in that house. Why would they be in the basement of that house?
1: Maybe. like Later in life, when he sees Amy Smart again, doesn't he make some comment, though? Like, what well, happened in the house? Like He didn't actually seem to well, know. He, he brings
0: just- up that video camera thing. Mm-hmm. But I raise you later in this movie, again, we're jumping a little bit forward, <laughs> but we're going to come back to it, is he's reading the journal to his roommate and says it was cold and I didn't want to take off my shirt, but Mr. Such-and-Such took it off for me. And even his roommate's like, you don't want to relive this pedo bullshit. Hmm. So what? Why wouldn't he have told his mom? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I don't you don't want to get her to start smoking again, Mark. Oh, it's just baffling. But cutting back to teenage Ashton Kutcher and friends. Uh, They're hanging out, smoking, just being rambunctious teenagers. Um, This is kind of a side note, but did you guys notice Ashton Kutcher's constantly wearing a necklace the whole time? Hmm. They never explain it, but I thought they were going to. And it seemed, it looked like a saint, christopher or saint joseph or whatever like kind of saint necklace mm-hmm. thing but it's never addressed i kept waiting the whole movie for it to be addressed because that's like one of the continuing maybe it's his lines. totem <laughs> that's his totem we're actually in inception <laughs> oh man but yeah so they're smoking and whatever in the basement hanging out acting all cool and uh tommy finds a stick of dynamite in their father's basement casual thing to just find in your basement you know classic oh that's where i kept my stick of dynamite it was in a thermos by the way (laughs) (laughs) to give you a picture
1: of tommy he's kind of like sid from toy story oh yeah
0: but also he's like super stunted growth yeah true because the rest of them are like even lenny's pushing like five (laughs) foot you know like six but tommy's like three five maybe <laughs> like,
1: reason number two why john likes this movie it's a coming <laughs> of age story <laughs> this
0: is a <laughs> fucked up coming of age man <laughs> but uh yeah they uh they find the stick of dynamite and they're gonna blow up a mailbox which i don't know i guess i guess that's a childhood thing to like vandalize stuff but it's with a stick of dynamite you psychopaths um it's kind of like hitting a
1: mailboxes with a baseball bat, but taking that to like the next yeah, level—a whole nother level. <laughs> right.
0: But yeah, they put the dynamite in the mailbox, and we get this whole play out of. They're watching it, and then it just cuts because this is blackout number five. This is Ashton Kutcher's fifth blackout, and uh, it's just them running through the woods, being like, "We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Something obviously bad has happened." We learn later they blew up a mother and her baby. The fuck. <laughs> Again, it's just these guys are writing this movie being like, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be this concept of like how we affect time and chaos theory. And it's like, yeah, but we got to make it super dark. Like, what are the darkest things you can think of? Well, like baby murder. Uh, we got to have pedophilia.
1: (laughs) Got to kill a dog in there. Got to kill a
0: dog. (laughs) Oh, what else is really bad? Oh, you know, gang rape. Yeah, that's got to be in there. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) It didn't need to be this dark. Okay. Yeah, I...
2: Watching it the first time, I thought maybe a blackout happened, and then Evan attacked Lenny for some odd reason.
0: Oh, and that's why he was so shocked? Yeah, because Lenny's in like a comatose like shock. Yeah. Which you would
2: be, I'm not going to lie, after witnessing what they just witnessed. Yeah, I had no idea that the thing had exploded and killed anybody
0: until... Until later when it's yeah, exploded? when it showed it. Yeah.
1: And their their mailbox was a miniature version of of their their own house. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. kind of made me laugh. You know,
0: maybe that was just a shot at... They were taking a shot at the high society. I mean, like, oh, you (laughs) bourgeois making your mailboxes out of your own houses. You had it coming. Down with the 1%. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so that was Blackout number five. And, um, you know, it's a big uproar. We don't know what happened, but, like, cops and ambulances are everywhere. And they're having to take Lindy to the hospital because he's in shock. And um, his mom ends up taking him to the therapist to get hypnotherapy or whatever. And does this count as the first case of time travel? Because they do kind of take him back to the memory when is, they're like under con- hypnosis.
1: Is he in control of the memory? I well, can't that's remember. what I'm
0: confused about. Because when they're hypnotizing him, he starts seeing bits and pieces and his mm-hmm. eyes roll back and he starts doing the nosebleed thing, which becomes like a staple of him you know, traveling through time or whatever, but it doesn't seem like he goes back to an actual time.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like he's in control of it. Right. It's, it's just, just like kind of weird coming scene. Back to him. I yeah. Guess. Like the memory is just coming back to
0: him. Cause he snaps out of it and it's me like, did it work? So obviously he wasn't even really there for that, but that's not blackout. Number six. I think it, I think it does
2: worry. count because he, he was put back into the place of him basically writing it down in the notebook. Where he was reciting it and so it did put him back. Like in order to get him to go back, because even later when he's watching the video, it doesn't have to be in his notebook. He just has to be focusing on it.
0: And it has to be something he was a part of.
2: Right. And so he was focusing on that when he was in you know, laying down. That I definitely sense. think any time his nose was bleeding afterwards, it was a flashback.
0: Or a time travel thing. Time right. That makes sense. No, I, I follow that. Uh after the hypnotherapy though, the kids go to the movies to see seven. What a thing stupid decision. Yeah, I feel like a dumb and dumber was playing in the same theater. I feel like I'd need a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I feel
1: like Randy probably made this decision. I mean Tommy they, they just You mean went. Tommy? <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> Sid. <laughs> yes, Sid, Randy. Who's they're all bad guys.
0: So. <laughs> I meant Tommy, yes. Yeah. Tommy's decision. Oh yeah. But this is um this isn't just an interesting scene because they they go in to watch seven and Kaylee can't handle the grotesque nature, not of before the movie, Tommy's right? a jackass. Oh, in the movie theater, yeah. throwing popcorn talking. Ah, shut up, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> pretty good. <laughs> that was a pretty good Tommy. Um, but yeah, they go out, and it's this is where we first see Kayla and Ashton Kutcher like kiss, and they're kind of like admitting they're into each other. And uh, Tommy sees is not on board with this, and I I mean, he gets thrown out of the movie theater, but <laughs> the act of beating someone with a like—I don't even like a, some pole thing. Yeah, with the line with the line thing. pole. Oh, those thing. have a name. I can't think. Of what I can't called think them. of them either. They actually are called but yeah, he beats somebody with that, then kicks him repeatedly while on the ground and punches and kicks him. He's like three and a half feet tall. He's one. He's yeah, three and a half feet he's tall. Small. So it's very bizarre that it happened. Two. That's not a all right, kid. You're out of here. That's a hey. The police are coming. (laughs) Like you're gonna be arrested for assault. (laughs) Yeah, and then the the look that he gives, um, Evan
2: is kind of like, I wish that you know that was supposed to be you. Like you're next.
0: Oh yeah, that it's just like again, why wouldn't I I get that he's
2: supposed to be kind of like an evil kid, but. It wasn't really portrayed well
0: that he was an evil kid. Right, because we never see his trauma. Right. Is it his
1: fault or is it his environment's fault?
0: Well, it's clearly alluded to in the movie that it's because of what happened to him as a dad. Went yeah. through his dad. Th-
1: yeah,
2: it's like... Sorry. I mean, like, it's a little bit of both because Kaylee doesn't end up being like Tommy. So, it's to- like so Tommy's a victim and then how he ends up acting out is evil. Exactly. Whereas like, Kaylee's a victim and how she ends up acting out is, you know like, I guess, self-deprecating self-deprecating right it's self-damage it's
0: internal Mm -hmm. right but yeah so after this movie theater debacle um lenny gets out of the hospital and they go to visit him and uh that was this was actually in my opinion one of the saddest parts of this movie and uh you know they get him to like get him some fresh air and it's just ashton kutcher and kaylee trying to be or kayla am i messing this up is it lee is it lee or Kaylee? Mm -hmm. and they're just try to be good friends and like taking for a walk and talking to them. And Ashton Kutcher's still kind of being like, I don't really know what happened. Does someone want to explain it to me? But then they see in there, I'm assuming this junkyard they go to is like their spot. You know what I mean? Like where they mm-hmm. always hang out. At least that's how I took it. But there's smoke coming from it. And they go, and Tommy's putting Ashton Kutcher's dog in a burlap sack is going to set it on fire. What? <laughs> that seems excessive. <laughs> Escalated very quickly. Very quickly. Oh man. This is like one of the
1: saddest scenes, I thought. And, and we get to revisit it several oh times. No. Later.
0: It's kind of mm-hmm. one of my rules about movies. If a dog dies, it's automatically a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And uh spoiler alert, this dog dies. Well in this story. Line, uh, yeah. In this storyline. <laughs> yeah it it burns to death but
2: when he like he gets the wood from the ground and he swings and misses and hits kaylee and he's like
0: look what you made me do that actually made me laugh just because like "Ah." it's like i don't track that logic yeah well so that's happened to
2: me i've been blamed uh for not getting hit and the person hitting me hurt themselves and then i got in trouble (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you know it's happened that logic has been applied were oh. they
1: hitting you with a rusty piece of shrapnel from no the they gentry? were trying to hit me with their head oh
0: <laughs> gosh yeah I actually the, I remember the first time I saw this movie I actually thought Kayla was or Kaylee was dead yeah
2: yeah. I mean we, we killed her dad with
0: less it seems. yeah with one blow to the back of the head I Kaylee might have been dead there but she wasn't uh, yeah and this is blackout number 6 because once she gets hit he blacks out comes to in an immense amount of pain and like bruises all over his face and the dog's dead. We get to see a burnt dog corpse. Poor Crockett. Poor Crockett. What a great name for a dog, by That's the a way. a good name. Uh, it's open. It's open. No. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But yeah, so from there, it's just a ball of sadness and Lenny's super messed up now. <laughs> He's catatonic. <laughs> yeah,
1: super catatonic. It's so sad because they brought him out to just get him some fresh Just to get to, like, help him. (laughs) This is, like, the worst moment (laughs) of his life. And they broke
0: him. He had, like, a shred of humanity left, and that went up in smokes. (laughs) Oh, man. Literally. Piggy Piggy (laughs) from
1: Lord of the Flies. Oh,
0: gosh, yeah. Uh, So from there, though, Ashton Kutcher is going to move. Like, his mom's going to make him move. And uh, while they're moving away, Ashton puts, like, a note against the the window. Not Penny's yeah, Boat. Yeah, I, I was going to make that joke, too. <laughs> not Penny's Boat. That's a better movie. Spoilers. Just a r- random message to Kaylee. It's not Penny's <laughs> Boat. <laughs> I don't know. It
1: was right before Lost, I guess.
0: Was it? Was uh, yeah, that time. was about. Uh, but, yeah, it says, I'll come back for you. And then we fast forward to college Ashton Kutcher. Who is actually Ashton Kutcher? We finally are introduced to Ashton Kutcher. And uh, spoiler alert, he didn't come back for Kayla, so she, he's a liar. He never said when. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there was no timeline on that note. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely open ended, and he eventually does go back. Yeah. Uh, but College Ashton, or just, we can just call him Ashton at this point. Ashton Kutcher is like, This hotshot genius on campus who's a double psychology major. It's always fucked up people to go into psychology. No, but, okay, so the psychology thing is, and the fact that we're told time and time again in this part that he's very intelligent. They're like, oh, you got another A on a term paper, another A on a final, like, oh, you're revolutionizing this memory study field. Like, we keep being told he's super smart. I bring this up because the rest of the movie, he is a, dumbass like he shows zero psychological analysis analysis awareness you know what i mean like
1: because feelings are involved
0: but but like if you're this smart i feel like some of that's gotta come into play
2: yeah and he's 20 so does that make him a junior
0: did they say he was 20 i thought he was 21 because they drink At that bar. Okay, Mark. (laughs) Poor little Mark. Oh, Mark's like, I follow the rules. No, 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 wait, wait. No, this is a serious moment. Are you telling me there are bars across America that are serving underage students? I didn't say that. It just (laughs) might have been portrayed.
2: Because if he was 13 and we flash forward seven years, he's 20.
0: Was it seven or was it?
2: Seven. It was seven years. Yeah, because because so it is, is it is that year because six plus seven is thirteen and we flash back thirteen years.
0: Oh, you're right. I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing right yeah. now. It does say it plays twenty year old college student Evan Evan Tribone. Yeah. By the Under way, underage drinking. By the way, I when I was looking up facts, so his original name was Chris. was supposed to be Chris Trebone, and it was supposed to be. A playoff of Christ Reborn. <laughs> and they were like, no, that's
2: too on the nose. Yeah, because they watched the movie and they go, this sucks.
0: And so they <laughs> said, they changed his name to Evan Treeborn, which is supposed to be a play on words of Event Reborn. Again, these are two, like, clearly two guys smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> it makes me
1: like this movie even more. Thank you.
0: I love that. Uh, I'm happy I could help you with that. But uh, to give a quick synopsis of college life for Ashton Kutcher, is super smart. He's got a weird goth roommate who. <laughs> Thumper. Thumper. I love
1: the goth decorations. Is it <laughs>
0: weird that I remember that guy mainly as he was one of the bullies from Boy Meets World? That's exactly how I thought of him, too. Like, that's. Frankie, right? Frankie, yeah. He's one of the big lackeys. That's he did funny. really
1: good for himself. He did. He's, and he was. He's pulling pretty hard.
0: Well, he was in uh, Remember the Titans, too. He was. Um, Oh, what was his name? He was... The, oh, I can't, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's in Remember the, remember the Titans. He's the one that wants to go to college and has the whole, like, I'm never going to have no C-plus average grades or whatever.
1: You know, it's funny, the the time arc of how old he actually is from Boy Meets World makes sense to, like, when this movie came out. That's like, true.
0: He, he probably actually was actually about college. that time, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but so, goth roommate. Uh, They go to, like, a bar to celebrate oh no they go to the bar to celebrate that it's been seven years since he's had a blackout which is important and brings up a lot of questions to be honest like why would he stop having blackouts how does thumper know about
2: all these things
0: well i feel like they you know i mean we when you're new right with a new stranger you're like hey my name's evan uh i'm really <laughs> into psychology i had a lot of blackouts as a child uh, Dog, my father was murdered in front of me my dog was murdered in front of me uh, <laughs> so I was touched juniors. as a child.
1: <laughs> they're juniors at this point. It's hinted at that they are like become pretty close friends, I think.
2: I mean, maybe if they met freshman year. Who knows? We just don't know their relationship. Supposedly, it's close. We, yeah, we don't spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on it. And uh, Thumper gets some.
0: Oh, yeah. He gets a lot of the goth chicks. Uh, but, yeah, when they're at this bar, they meet girls and kind of like, bring them back to the room, and she finds the pull- journals.
2: That billiards scene. <laughs> It was pretty funny with the table of a bunch of jerks.
0: Oh, the frat bros. Yeah, like making Making fun fun of Thumper.
2: And then he hits the ball and it busts their
0: stuff. What I laughed, though, is that it took that moment of him breaking the stick to be like, oh, wow, we shouldn't mess with this guy. Thumper's, what, 6'5", maybe like 270, maybe 300 pounds. All four of them couldn't do shit to that guy if a fight broke out anyway. Are you
2: telling me the college kids act rationally. Well, maybe not when they're served
0: underage. Yeah. This establishment <laughs> is at fault. <laughs> so maybe this movie's better than I thought. <laughs> There's a lot of nuance. Yeah. <laughs> but this is important because this is, when he goes back to the room with this girl he picked up at the bar, this is our first chance to be like, let's get into time travel. I love time travel. Because she finds his journals for some reason. Yeah, she's snooping for booze. Or incense candle oh yeah candles because that's something that a dude's gonna have in his room you know it's gotta set that mood but uh they yeah, she wants him to read this is a funny scene just because it's she wants him to read from the journals and like i understand that kind of thing where she's like oh i want to see your sensitive side or something like that but what he ends up reading it's like a super yeah. fucked up moment <laughs> in his life. And she keeps just being like, no, no, keep going. It's like, no, 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 red flags. That's when you go, oh, we don't have to do this. Let's just, you know, let's just make out or something. Yeah.
1: Or choose the day that you got Crockett or something. Yeah. <laughs> make it a happy. Well, because
0: he just opens it and is like, okay, I guess I'll read it. And it's the, isn't it the dog murder scene? Because it's like so, the yeah. smell of the dog and the screams will like keep me up forever, which is another thing. <laughs> Of if he had that detail, then was it a blackout? Like, why was he able to write all that down? Oh, but I'm I digress. While he's reading it, he goes back to that moment, and then we kind of see that scene play out in this timeline that's already established of him trying to open the sack, then gets beat up, and then he comes to in his college dorm or whatever, and the girl makes some comment about, uh, "Do you always pass out on your dates?" and he Kind of just runs out of the room because <laughs> he had his blackout, but first one in seven years. But that's not a blackout. He went back in time, so he knows he went back in, out in time. So is, that doesn't count as a blackout. Is this
1: not the? I might forgive me if I'm wrong here. I thought this was the scene where he's smoking the cigarette and it burns his stomach. No, that's he, a little bit later when yeah, he that's tests later. it. Oh, okay. Because
0: after that
2: happens, he. The cigarette is when they're watching the dynamite.
0: Yeah, when they're watching the dynamite. because right. he right. There's like six different times in this movie where he says the one line of I put my hands over Kaylee's ears but all I could think about was her hand on mine. And it's like he says it like six times. Yeah, we get it. You had a hard-on for Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has like that little time jump and then kind of panics about it. But then it's like what you said. No, it goes to that testing point where he goes back to another point in his journal where it's a blackout, which is the um, the dynamite scene where we learn what actually happened. And it's the cigarette falls out of his mouth and onto his chest and burns him. And when he wakes up in the quad or whatever, he has the burn mark on him. And so it's like, oh my gosh, he really is traveling through time. So in the director's cut though, Oh, no, no, wait. I, I don't want to jump too am f- I, I don't want to miss this because he then goes to Lenny's house. This is when we kind of start seeing the catch up of like what happened to us as kids. Because,
1: and the effects of him changing the past. Right.
0: Like, yeah. Because he goes back to his hometown and finds Lenny, who's still in like a comatose, like weird psychological state again he's a double psych major who's supposed to be brilliant and yet he acts like he has no idea what's going on with lenny <laughs> he's like staring at lenny like he's an alien again i just you could have him be in college and then just say he's kind of like a slacker and this plot still plays out fine and makes more sense in my opinion them harpening so long on him being an intelligent psych student ruins and uh, like just destroys their underlining point
2: yeah, even later when the doctor's talking to his mom and stuff. and Oh, and he starts, like, talking, yeah. Yeah, like, as if he knows stuff.
0: It's like, well, you're acting like you know stuff now, hot shit. Maybe take some of that applied theory into your time-traveling yeah, it's nonsense. it's like he
2: knows the words, but he can't apply them. You know? like, he read a book <laughs> once.
0: He did. Yeah, but so, yeah, Lenny's in a comatose, comatose state or whatever and, like, kind of has a freak out on him and uh, basically confirms, though what Ashton Kutcher saw in his little vision as, oh, that's what really happened. I am time traveling, yada, yada, yada. So this is where we get into the director's cut version of this movie because this was not in the initial version I saw. This was in my first viewing of the director's cut here for this show, which is he takes his mom to uh, dinner, and I guess they're, I don't know what they're celebrating, but they're having some sort of nice dinner, and uh, they go to the psychic, to get their palms read because the mom's like, let's just do it for laughs. laughs. And when they go down there and she's like reading Ashton Kutcher's palm, she's like, oh, the psychic's just like, oh, you have no lifeline. You don't belong in this world. And she's like super panicked. And the mom takes like serious offense to it. And like they take their money back and leave. And it's like this dramatic thing.
2: Not before Ashton Kutcher goes, you know, you're a psychic. You could have seen this one coming. And he takes the money back out.
0: I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good line if you're going to take money from a psychic. It's like
2: every single psychic scene in any movie, though, says, I couldn't have seen that coming. you should have yeah, seen that coming. You know.
0: I don't know. I thought it was a pretty clever little, little line there.
2: I guess he needed to laugh. It's pretty serious. Oh, I know.
1: This
0: movie is dark. <laughs> to get even darker, we right. find out from the mom that before Evan was born... She had two stillborn births. That's really depressing. And she had never talked about it up until this point. And so, because that's why the psychic's message kind of hit her hard. Because, you know, like, oh, she's already considered Evan her miracle baby. Uh, From there, though, Evan goes to trying to find Kayla. Because I think he has another reading or whatever, and he sees the video camera thing and he goes back to talk to Kayla to try to figure out what happened. And um, I, this was a weird scene because I understand where she's coming from because she doesn't want to talk about the time she was molested by her father. But at the same time, she's not really being sensitive to the fact that he doesn't know he's been molested as a child. I don't know. Like, did he? Did you? Either of you guys read that as just like a weird, a weird conversation.
1: Yeah, she's a little harsh. Yeah, even like, though he, I felt like throughout their whole childhood, it showed him trying to kind of stand up for her and like protect right. her. and but I so, mean, she also
2: felt abandoned.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, because
0: she calls calls him out and says, "Why didn't you ever call? You never even called," which could have been fine, you know, solved by a line of like the mom didn't let him. But you know, we don't get that because they're too busy in this movie talking about depressing shit well
2: yeah and we find out later the whole reason that she didn't end up going living with her mom was because because of, of evan and so you can see that her betrayal has felt even worse in knowing that because he oh, never yeah. called and so now she's like the whole reason i stayed with my dad was, was because for of you guy. And,
0: and no yeah 100 percent agree with you but i'm just coming from the standpoint of like peter if we were both molested as children but for some reason you didn't know I, of course, would be mad at this situation as a whole. And I, you know, a lot of how she responds is very reasonable. I would not be mad at you for asking about it because you don't know. Like, you don't have any memory of it. I feel like I would be sympathetic to the fact that you are now discovering a horrible truth about yourself that I've currently been living with. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of, I don't know, it was weird.
2: But how would I know that if you coming and asking me, you wouldn't just leave me again? Once you got your information, you're just up to stir the pot up and leave
0: again. I know I should have called. <laughs> <laughs> you promised you'd come back for him. I kept uh,
2: swiping on on Tinder, and you <laughs> never, I never said yes. <laughs>
0: but Evan gets back, or Ashton Kutcher gets back to his um, his dorm room, and uh, he has a message later <coughs> related to him it's by a his great roommate. One. And the first one's like, oh, hey, uh, Evan, you forgot to turn in your paper. It's okay. You get an extension, though. It's like, all right. Yeah, dude is a rock star. And you're (laughs) like, that's pretty cool that the teacher's already on board with you getting an extension. Good for you. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's fine. That's the message. Nope. Message two is Tommy, adult Tommy, or college Tommy, I guess, college age Tommy, saying, what the fuck did you talk to my sister about? She cried at me for over an hour last night. She killed herself. I feel like that's like the build up in that message. It's like he's not even mad about the killed herself part. He's like really emphasizing the like he she was, called yeah, she and bothered called. him. It was bothering me for like an hour, you asshole. <laughs> By the way, she's dead now. <laughs> Big brother finale. Ruined. <laughs> Ruined. Ruin. I don't have TiVo. Can I afford TiVo? I don't think so. Oh, man. I do think it's crazy though that we get a scene of Kaylee's or Kayla's death, and the dad's there. Eric Stoltz is there in a weird wig, like a weird long-haired wig.
2: Fun fact: It was made out of his own hair.
0: No, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So wait, did he have long hair and they cut it for the movie? And then they were like, "No, no, 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 wait, we want you to have yeah. that again." Yeah, I, don't,
2: I mean, I save don't know. it. We'll need this
1: again <laughs> as they're cutting it.
0: <laughs> they're cutting his hair for like the earlier scenes and it's like they're about to throw it out like no 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 save it <laughs> like
1: wait why can't we film
0: those yeah film wall. those <laughs> scenes first
2: <laughs> maybe they intended to do that and then they cut and they're oh <laughs> yeah it's so
0: creepy i don't like that Someone making a wig out of my own hair and then me wearing it is like <laughs> Is that a wig? <laughs> it's kind of unsettling. Yeah.
1: Maybe the butterfly effect of that like small moment of him getting his hair cut is him not getting the part for Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, I realized the movie came out before this one, but I just wanted to make a reference to He's that. He still he hasn't he hasn't gotten through the trauma yet. Oh, right.
0: All right. So this is where the movie like I would say truly starts like really kicks off because yeah. from this moment, 40 on, minutes left. <laughs> yeah. From this moment on the timeline stuff starts changing because he goes back in time. He picks the memory of when they were molested, as children with the video camera stuff as when he's going to go back and change and he's going to save Kayla and everything's going to be fine. Goes back. And in fairness, for the most part, He handles this situation okay, where he like tells off Eric Stoltz, and um, what does he call him? I I can't remember. Fuck bag. Oh, (laughs) it's like seven times. I I do (laughs) laugh. I actually did laugh really hard at because it seems like, especially how they filmed it. So you only see Eric Stoltz in frame, and then you only see Kid Ashton Kutcher in frame. Like they're never in the same frame together in that scene. And so what it looks like happened was they didn't tell Eric Stoltz what Kid Ashton Kutcher was going to say because his response makes it seem like Ashton Kutcher turned into a robot or some nonsense, like turned into a monster because he's like, whoa, what? how are you doing this? What's happening? (laughs) It's like it's just the kid telling him off. It's not like some astronomical event, like (laughs) worlds colliding kind of. It's like, wait, how is is this happening?
1: (laughs) I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were gonna say the kid actor was not comfortable like telling oh, off an adult like that. Maybe so that kind of might have been too.
0: That could have been
2: it too. I just, it's weird that him telling him off was kind of soapboxy. Oh coming yeah, from him, and I was like, well, thinking, those- did Ashton Kutcher write this out before he went back? How did he know what he was gonna say?
0: Well, this is what's what gets weird is so his whole speech to him about like the effects he's having on his daughter is very, like, clinical and psychological because you're like, oh, yeah, he's a double psych major. He knows all about this. But then he throws Tommy under the bus. He, like, saves Kayla with this speech and is like, oh, yeah, by the way, you need to discipline your psychopath son. Hey, dumbass Ashton, he's not a psychopath yet because the trauma hasn't really kicked in. You can save both of them, dick. (laughs)
1: He's just saying discipline him in the future. I I don't know. I didn't think that was that weird.
0: I thought it was... Tommy
1: needed to be disciplined.
0: Not at that point. That's when you just say, don't mess with your own kids.
1: But I think maybe we just hadn't seen everything Tommy had been doing, but I'm sure he was being a jerk at that point already, and just kind of a bully in general.
0: But No, but we see that in other timelines that get messed up later, that Tommy is capable of being a truly good human being. Mm -hmm. So it's... it is implied that it's because of this trauma. So I just don't understand why Ashton wouldn't save both of them. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I guess he's still super bitter about Tom future Tommy burning his dog alive, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, so he does this comes back out of that timeline and he's in this alternate reality where him and Kayla, Kayla was never molested and they stayed friends together and like dated through high school and they went to college together and, for some reason, now Ashton Kutcher's a frat bro. Like, th- I don't track why that much would have changed, but I actually hate both characters that <laughs> Amy Smart and Ashton Kutcher become in this. And
1: his out, like, being someone who went to a school with a ton of frat bros. They would yeah. not dress like that. Um, I realize this was a different time period, but I still no, no. he looked pretty
0: ridiculous. No, 100%. John, this is like how they dress the frat guys is how like comedies dress <laughs> frat guys right. to really overemphasize them being frat douchebags. Like it's like if you were to throw a frat theme party, like frat bro theme party, people would dress up like that as a joke cuz it's the over exaggeration. Right. Yet these jackasses are walking around like <laughs> it and no one wears a hat fully on. This is a really stupid note, but it bugged me. Everyone he interacts with that has one of their like fraternity hats on is like barely on the top of their head. <laughs> and it bothers me to no end. I can't explain it. It just bothers <laughs> Being me. Being a
1: hat wearer like yourself. <laughs> I just
0: I want to pull it down. I just want to like, all right, pull that down a little bit. <laughs> but we're uh trying to be cool. I guess we're supposed to to believe in Ashton's mind that this is the happiest timeline for him because for a while even though he clearly hates what he's become Mm -hmm. like he does not like being a frat bro Um, but Kaylee seems happy yeah but Kaylee's happy It's, it's this is when it gets into like the weird effects of he's the only one that knows everything about how the time travel like that he has time traveled and then he has memories of both timelines which is why he has the nosebleeds at least it's alluded to in that doctor's office which is an interesting plot concept and i you know i'm all on board this but it's it's just like it's not enough like it shouldn't have like Roger, robert ebert talks about in that review if they don't follow through with the chaos theory enough it shouldn't even have been them be like oh well, instead of them going to this college is you know like however they did and Ashton Kutcher becomes a frat boy, it needed to be like they go to a different college. They do... You know what I mean? Like, it needed to be more divert than just different style of clothing and living at the same place because of an event. I don't know. It just feels like weird follow-through on the chaos theory. Well, it's
2: not not chaotic, honestly.
0: Well, that's one of the other things, is they should have done stuff... Like subtle things in the background. Like, I know we rag on news stuff all the time in this movie about them using news as exposition and stuff, but there needed to be like weird things of like in the background, like a movie story or like a news story about like a senator getting elected in one timeline. And then maybe in another timeline, just in the background, we see that that senator lost because it's like a wide, it's supposed to be a widespread chaos effect. Or like, see that by them changing, you know, by him saving Kayla. 9-11 didn't happen. I, d- I know that's like super extreme, but like something like that where it is a chaotic event. Yeah, we is-
1: really only see how the characters are affected. Right. Like, thump- like even Thumper. There's or like, like that. seven
0: people affected by this timeline change. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Which seems a little tame for the theory of, you know, time travel and chaos. That- well,
2: and, and then how this particular plot line, one of the parts in it when he ends up going to jail. Right. And then he gives himself the stigmata. Like, do you no, yeah. honestly think no. that that wouldn't change
0: things? Well, right. And I, I want to get to that, but I want to let me uh, get to them going to prison because in this happy frat boy world, he tries to propose to Kayla because they've been in this long term relationship. But shit goes crazy. And because in that, when he went back to the past, he told his dad to discipline Tommy. Tommy actually turned out worse as a human being because his dad, the dad took out everything on Tommy instead of both Kayla and Tommy. And uh, Tommy tries to kill Ashton Kutcher and then Ashton Kutcher kind of goes overboard with his self-defense and ends up killing Tommy, which is a crazy scene. Like, and they do bring up, once he is arraigned and is in prison, like his mom brings up to him, hey, the lawyer thinks you can get off on self-defense. I agree you can get off on self-defense of that too. Like, I also don't quite understand why he would still be in prison. I guess bail was denied. <laughs> I don't know how all that works, but right. So the like, judge
2: didn't get into the fraternity, so he
0: really hates <laughs> that.
1: We don't have our lawyer guest to. Oh, I know. This, is, this is
0: the movie we should have had Keaton on. But yeah, so that that's where this time changes ended up putting him in prison, and now he's trying to get a hold of his journals so he can get out of prison. Because who wants to be in prison? Am I right? Uh, his roommate in prison, and I wrote this down because I'm confused and I want to get you guys' opinions. Is he supposed to be Spanish? Like, is he supposed to be Hispanic?
1: That's how I took it.
0: Because the guy's doing, like, kind of an accent, but not really. And then that actor is super Scandinavian. <laughs> 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 so that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed weird, a little <laughs> unnecessary, but he's, like, super religious. And then Ashton Kutcher's, you know, dealing with those neo-Nazis. Oh, shoot. I didn't write it down. What is it? They're they're threatening Ashton. It's like you can either be, oh, it's you can either be shit on my Yeah, dick, shit on
2: my dick or blood on my knife.
0: Those are not great options. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what Ashton's dealing with in prison. And, uh, yeah, roommate's super religious, and he's trying to get the journals, and, you know, it's all chaotic. And so he's trying to get his roommate to help him get the rest of his journals. Oh, because I guess I didn't clarify. Oh, man, that was my bad, guys. The Nazis took his journals, which is sad.
1: And the reason he wants them is...
0: Because he can time travel with it, Right, I'm just trying to catch oh, everybody sorry. up here. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that might Cause seem he needs, random. He needs to be able to go to the certain blackouts to be able to time travel to fix why he's in prison and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. again, they don't explain why he stopped having blackouts. Like, shouldn't he have had blackouts through the all of his life so he could then time travel okay. to the different points?
2: So this, this is a thought I have going back. The blackouts are only the parts in his life that he goes back to. And so I think him going back into those moments and changing those causes Causes the the blackouts blackouts. in the first so it's a
0: circular thing right okay
2: so the reason he didn't have blackouts was because ultimately he never felt like he needed to go back and go there anyway
0: so okay so by your theory that would yeah that would make sense because in both the director's cut and the theatrical version he stops time traveling so then there wouldn't be blackouts that he'd go back to right because no no that does make sense i didn't think about that that's a good point Stars for you, Peter. <laughs> Thanks,
2: and I still hate this movie. <laughs>
0: but what you were talking about the stigmata's? Gosh. Now that we're at that point, because he's trying to convince his roommate. I was trick- confused too. Well, he's tricking his roommate, saying that God talks to him, and I didn't you know, know if he was
2: being serious or not. I was like, yeah, wait, was weird. what?
0: Yeah, that whole pitch was weird. So he gets the part of the journal he has in his hands is the memory of the drawing, the very first blackout we ever saw which is the weird murdering neo-Nazis drama or drawing, which explains the drawing because, you know, it's prison Ashton Kutcher in the mind of the child Ashton Kutcher drawing, whatever. But he goes, he goes over to those, you know, paper punch things. and just like, Hey teacher and slams his hands on him And then he wakes up in the prison timeline and he has the holes on his hands. Now the prison roommate, freaks out and he's like, oh my gosh, stigmata, you have been touched by Christ. If he had done that as a child, the in the current timeline of that him doing that played out, he would have had those when he went into prison. Why would the roommate have been shocked by the sight of him? He would have had them when he went into prison. Right.
1: It's just an excuse to make him a Christ figure again. So he's <laughs> like <laughs> the nails through his hands. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean... It just...
2: That seriously bugged me. That's that's the... I think the only part where he goes back and changes something to prove it to somebody else and nothing... Nothing has changed. Everything right. is supposed to have been exactly the way that it was. Which,
0: yeah, would have changed things significantly right. through... Even through the thought process of chaos theory where it's like he probably would have had to see a psychiatrist for most of his life which would have changed other things and like yada yada yada. It... I don't know, it's just weird. Uh But... You know he gets his roommate to help. He ends up stabbing one of the neo Nazis in the dick, which is a pretty great scene.
2: Yeah, that that one was kind of weird.
0: <laughs> 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 Are you saying you didn't like watching neo Nazis get stabbed in the dick?
2: Well, no, I just didn't like that scene because I know they're supposed to be like really big, tough bad guys, and then the biggest dude is like, watch the teeth.
0: Oh yeah! Mm. Oh gosh! Yikes! Ugh. prison rape no? yeah he's like prison watch the teeth or you'll be leaving without them yeah that's it because prison rape's never fun you know and this is just a feel-good movie i would say this is the feel-good movie of 2004 um, hard to argue right <laughs> but from there they were trying you know, to feel good he uh he gets the journals now and um he time travels to when Cor- uh, Corky, or wait, Crockett. Sorry, not Corky. Crockett. <laughs> oh, You're <they were laughs> trying to talk about Lenny, but being like no, no, really no. Well, this is about Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, Porky. I didn't Yikes. say Porky. I meant, oh, gosh. Crockett, the dog, he goes back to that time and gives Lenny some shrapnel. To uh, cut the rope, and cut he tells the rope. Lenny, cut the rope. Yeah, you'll know what I'm talking about in a little while. And what did Lenny do? Just and he well, he gives a pep talk to him too, being like, "This is your day of atonement, Lenny. Like, just cut the rope. We'll be good." And they go forward, and. um this is, I actually think this is hilarious because they go for it and it plays through the same way it did earlier. But then when she, Kayla's knocked to the ground and Ashton Kutcher's knocked to the ground, he's like, wait, Tommy, don't do this. If you do this, they'll send you to Juvie, which will send you down a path you'll never turn away from. It's like this long explanation of like you're ruining your life, which works. Right. Then Tommy's like, you're right i have made mistakes lenny comes up from behind him and just stabs him in the back
2: what the hell lenny the rope was literal yeah
1: not met- not metaphorical not a, metaphoric a metaphorical
0: rope, rope Liddy. oh man damn oh and th- i think this is an interesting fast forwarding because then it pl- like so oh another random thing though was um uh, uh kayla as a child didn't get hit in the top of the head she got hit in the face so she has a big gash on her face which i guess is them being like see chaos there he changed things but (laughs) Uh, but when he goes forward in time it's it's almost identical to the initial timeline that we're presented in this movie except things are flipped so instead of on the right side of the room (laughs) crazy Ashton Kutcher's on the left side of the room same room
2: what different side <laughs> same chaos. roommate
0: chaos theory that's that was their pitch when they were pitching it to the studio they're like no 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 check this out goes back in time and he changes stuff when he comes back in time he switched spots with his roommate oh, sh- what
2: well that what that's good
0: oh and if you're wondering if we're going to have prison rape stuff oh no it's in there dog's <laughs> dead oh yeah it's in there we're even going to add pedo stuff. It's going to be crazy. And prostitution. Can you hear the Oscars? I can't. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So when he goes back to this timeline, though, he tracks down Kaylee, who is yeah now a prostitute and has a big gash on her face, and they have Doing a, the drugs. They have a. Ver- they do a great job of making Amy Smart look like a strung out. Yeah. damaged drugged prostitute yeah, I go
1: from sorority girl to that
0: i think that's where the money for this the budget for this money movie went into they were just like no 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 we really have to make amy smart look like an, a, a drug addict prostitute with a gash on her face like this is the key c <laughs> it, it works it's it working does work. it's working
2: and how would i know that you have matching moles in your inner thighs
0: and that your toes go numb when well, you orgasm
2: well no that The response to the moles, though, is anyone with 50 bucks.
0: Well, I thought that was the response to the the orgasm. The orgasm is
2: internal. No one else would know that her feet feet went numb. But like physical description, like, yeah, you can tell, you know, the moles are matching. It's like 50 bucks. But then he, then that wasn't good enough for her. So then he goes deeper. And talking about what she enjoys doing,
0: I just want to explain again that her toes go numb when she orgasms. Well, yeah. I feel like that's a very critical plot point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we we found that
2: out back in the sorority when frat one. boys, yeah, and she's like, "Ooh, I can't feel my toes." I thought that that was going to be something where, like, "Oh my gosh, she has cancer." Or I, like- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: we skipped over. It. I skipped over it a little bit because we're we're pushing time, but like, <laughs> I laugh that in the frat boy timeline, he's quote unquote a better lover. Like, she's, like, shocked at, like, how much better at sex he is. Why would frat boy Ashton Kutcher have been bad than weird Ashton Kutcher inside of frat boy Ashton Kutcher's mind? Inside mom? of. In
2: Kaylee. Because it's, like, the
1: first time in his mind that they've had sex. So he's so being like, more he's, generous, maybe? I mean, probably just more, yeah, I guess more generous is the
0: way right to put it. Uh, <laughs> I did laugh how she delivered the one line of though of like he's like are you okay she's like if you call multiple <laughs> orgasms okay it's like oh, all right <laughs> um, so my question still stands <laughs> it's like that's not an answer
1: for me I'd be concerned yeah, but I noticed your toes were numb <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's just poor circulation it's anemia yeah
0: <laughs> you need to get that checked out actually. that might be levels. diabetes we <laughs> we're pretty concerned. Uh, but after to jump back to the prostitution line or timeline or whatever, she talks to him and gives him some ideas about like, if he can time travel, go back in time and save the woman from being blown up by the mailbox and save Lenny, which is which a valid
1: is suggestion. A
0: super. Okay. I understand the the pedo thing was a great jumping off point of like, I would go back in time and try to change that too. Cause that's really disturbing my second attempt would definitely be the mailbox. Once you knew what happened, you you gotta save the woman and her baby. I love the way, though, that they
2: blow up, where she like takes her out of the car, and then they're walking up to the front door, and she's like, oh, yeah, the
0: mail. And then they walk <laughs> yeah, over to the mailbox. Because the, and, the <laughs> kids' reactions are incredible, because they're like, no, no. And then when she goes to the front door, they're just like, "Who? Yeah. that could have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, the mail. And then, honestly... Does not track of like as she's getting closer to the mailbox, they should have just been like, no, 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 lady. Go get back. Get back. (laughs) Like, oh, man. But that's what he does. He jumps back in time. Still stupid, though. Right. This is a straight A double major in psych college student in the mind of or in the body of a child decides to run up to the mailbox that's going to explode and yells at the lady to get back because it's going to explode. And he stops. And then he stops in front of the mailbox to get exploded. Tommy ran
2: through, like he ran past the mailbox and tackled, oh, and tackled the her mother and her baby.
0: Which, the baby surviving should have been a major chaos effect event. Like, that should have been something weird happening. I mean,
2: that's another lineage of people.
0: Exactly. They have allowed a line of people to exist because they save the bit, ba- Like, that's crazy. But, no, they don't go down that path. They just... Lenny's you know, a hero. We just... Oh, just well, not Lenny. Lenny, it's Tommy. I Tommy's laughed out
2: loud, though, at the reveal of him being oh, armless. Because like, how he
0: does the reveal of it is just, like, he's not as much, like, shocked as he's, like... Oh, shit. I'm a paraplegic. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, because then when he realizes that Lenny's in the bed and it's not Thumper or whatever, and he's like, Oh, sorry, man. Did we wake you because they're ha- having sex next to him? And right. he's like, Yeah, man, it's good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all. And he like, And he like stretches. And, he's and he like, goes to like scrub the- his head. He, what the hell? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so we find out in this timeline, though, that it's, you know, he lost both his arms and I guess his ability to walk. And um, because he was constantly in the hospital, Lenny and Kayla spent more time together and then they fell in love. And then, you know, Lenny lost some weight. By the way, did you know that, notice that was foggy? Oh, yes. Devil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy to see him. Lenny looked good. Lenny yeah. did look good. He had long flowing well, locks. Well, he's got that face that doesn't look good. Was, but... that, was that wig made of his real hair? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually his hair. That was his He looked good. But, yeah, in that timeline. And then Tommy had become a hero for saving the baby and the mom, and uh, became a follower of Christ. Yeah, devoted
2: his life to Christ.
0: Devoted his life to Christ. Good on you. And, you know, Ashton Kutcher's now just pissed that he's in a a wheelchair. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, in terms of, besides his own life, oh, no, I guess his mom's life is messed up, too. But besides his own and his mom's, everybody else came out pretty okay from that deal. It's the best timeline for everybody else. It's arguably the best timeline. And, uh, but then we, yeah, we find out his mom kept smoking because of his disability and she's dying of lung cancer. And, uh, there's also a weird thing where Ashton Kutcher tries to kill himself in a bathtub, which is super dark.
2: Well, he tried, but the water was coming out of the tub and his nose was still out of the water. Yeah. He wasn't trying that hard.
0: He didn't, that was more of a cry for a help kind yeah. of thing. Which we see Tommy being a normal human being who like saves him and is like, trying to help he's him he's like
2: hey man you forgot the toaster <laughs> oh god
1: <laughs> he's oh, like he can't give up man really cool dude now
0: yeah oh, man yeah but then tommy helps him with the journals because he's gonna go back one more time try to save it one more time and by the <laughs> this is the most messed up one because it's him trying to destroy the blockbuster or the stick of dynamite. So he goes back to that time when they were kids to try to find the blockbuster. And series of events, he lights it, and Kaylee picks it up thinking it's a sparkler. God. So she's dead. G- <laughs> <laughs> she extremely blows up. <laughs> and then this is actually an interesting plot point because he's in a psychiatric ward when he comes out of it. And because of how long early on he jumped times... There are no other journals, so he kind of like closed. The yeah, loop.
2: He, he had. Well, he had the same problem when he lost his hands. Right, and yeah, we we have like his. The farther he, he goes back, the more
0: journals yeah. he doesn't have. Yeah, just taking away those journals, and uh, so this is this leads to the beginning of the movie, though, of the opening of the movie, and this is where we diverge from the director's cut and the theatrical version, because and the we'll just do the director's cut cuz that's the three we watched this time breaks out of his cell runs tries to you know sneak around finds a home video and a projector yeah cuz
2: he is like mom did you bring those home videos because i i uh,
1: like i like to watch them <laughs> right. I really I, like, I really need to watch them mom i'd like to read out loud while I'm journaling <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah we get that same thing and so in the director's cut after he's written the note out loud, and he's looking at the home video, it's of his mom giving birth, that his dad was videotaping. And he goes back to when he is a baby. Inside his mother. Inside of his mother, and we see a unborn child strangle itself with an umbilical cord. The hell? Shocking. Extremely. And he kills himself. And yeah. so, then the end of the movie is a quick montage about how everyone in his life's life were a thousand times better without him. Because Kayla and Tommy go to live with their mom instead of their dad, so they're never molested, and their mom and their stepdad seem real cool, and they have all these presents and stuff. Linny has a <laughs> whole new group of <laughs> friends. <laughs> it's like
1: it's a wonderful life, but the opposite. It's the uh, it <laughs> like, better is better off without the
0: opposite, him. and then um. Ashton Kutcher's mom and his dad apparently get divorced or something, and she has a baby with her new husband who won't have the family curse. Because, oh, I guess we didn't say earlier in the movie he found out his grandfather died the same way his dad died or had the same issues his dad had and he has. So it's a family curse.
2: Male lineage.
0: Male lineage. So Ashton Kutcher, quote unquote, stopped the, you know, the terrible timeline so it's everybody literally had a better life without ashton kutcher
2: and that makes it suggesting that the previous miscarriages that she had they could have done that to themselves no
0: that's totally how i took that is that every child she's had or tried to have went through what ashton kutcher just went through and killed themselves in the end
2: like what the hell the hell It's so bad i hate that I, and the fact that the last image I'm of that... I'm so rocked by that. Yeah, the image. last image is Kaylee's wedding and she's just like smiling and you're like, what the... F- no. It's just...
0: Oh, man. So it's
1: the depressing. movie made y'all feel something.
0: Not anything good. This isn't... And it's not even a like, oh, I'm mad at something. I'm going to go out and change it. It's like a... a life I feel meaningless, I guess. Like, <laughs> I guess the message you is, home and kill like, myself because my life won't help anybody else's. What?
2: <laughs> it's a powerful message, and I feel like my frustration comes. Well, want to hate it, but then two, it wasn't even it didn't. It wasn't nothing preceding it warranted that ending. Like I didn't feel like it deserved to be able to say
1: that.
0: Yeah, I don't think it earned the right to say that either. Well, I guess that's is the director's cut, right? right that's, so that's the not director's not cut. What... So the theatrical version, which it's I even actually, worse. I don't think it's worse. I think it makes. Uh, It's not great, but it's better than that, which is... The theatrical version is he um, goes back in time to the... Because the home video he's watching is the first time Kayla and him met. And he tells Kayla, like, stay away from me or whatever. Like, he's mean to her. So she goes and... Well, he's like,
2: if you ever come near to me again, I'll kill your family.
0: (laughs) Which is a little intense for a child. But... The point of it being it keeps Kayla Kayla and Tommy going to live with their mom. So then him and Linny still stay friends and then life plays out in like a, a happy way. And uh, so Linny and him are roommates and kind of everything's back to quote unquote normal, I guess. And he decides to burn the notebooks and the home videos and stuff so he won't time travel and mess with the timeline anymore. And then we kind of see this fast forward to Ashton Kutcher's a successful businessman of some kind and sees Amy smart walking down the street and like recognizes her, but she doesn't recognize him. And then he lets her go. Yeah. And, uh, Oasis
1: plays don't yeah, look oh, back yeah. in, in anger.
0: And it's one of those things where the message there is tries to do the whole, if you love somebody, let them go kind of thing. But again, it's the same problem as the other one is it doesn't earn the right to have this ending. Like I honestly wish if he died, what it should have been, in my opinion, because throughout the movie he keeps having the nosebleeds and we're explained that every time he does this, 20 years worth of memories are being shoved into his brain so his brain's overloading. And that's why he's getting the nosebleeds because his brain's like freaking out. What it should have been was he goes back, maybe he corrects something, maybe even do the like a way where everyone has a happy timeline, but when it comes back to him at 20, he dies from doing it too much because then that closes the time loop and is a consequence for him meddling but he still was able to course correct things a little bit you know what i mean like you can still do the dark ending with him dying just don't have it when he's a baby and he kills himself with an umbilical cord duh hell (laughs) that's i mean that's butterfly effect
2: that's a crazy... And there are two more endings to them running into oh, each other. It's like he talks to her, and then they're going to go get coffee. And, yeah, then, and then there's the other one where he and... turns around and stalks her.
0: Where he he starts following <laughs> her to be yeah, yeah like, will they, won't they? I like the one that I saw where it's just he lets her go. Because yeah. it's more of a like, it's more of a, I need to respect her and leave, let her live her own life. I've meddled enough. I've learned my lesson kind of thing. All in all, I think the real victim is Thumper. Because he keeps getting removed as the roommate, brought back as the roommate, <laughs> to removed sides. as the roommate, had to switch sides. <laughs> you know, at one point he's one of Ashton Kutcher's best friends, then he's just forgotten about and doesn't care about him ever again. So obviously that friendship didn't run that deep. Thumper is the victim. There's All your th- lesson. And the other lesson I learned is that uh, Lenny can make a mean model, model airplane. Several, yeah. Several. <laughs> the, guy, the guy is talented. helicopter. And a helicopter. And a helicopter. In the boat? In the car? The, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the movie. You you guys have final thoughts? My biggest, my biggest complaints just end up being the little things of, like, how they did time travel, of, like, how it didn't technically make sense.
2: But, yeah, because, so, you know, comparing this with other time travel movies, like, you know, Donnie Darko, um,
0: is that a time... Well, yeah, I guess that is a time travel I mean, like, movie. It, it is. Well, it's an alternate timeline movie, is so what is I would call one. it. No, this is multiple timelines where he's going in and out of them, and it's it's more of a time travel effect, in my opinion.
2: Well, so my argument is saying that Donnie Darko is more contained, which it is, um, and it's not really... It doesn't pretend like it's going to have a far reaching effect because right. the whole concept of the butterfly effect is it's far reaching. And then right. the movie it, is never far reaching.
0: It only affects like seven people.
2: It, it might be the county. I don't know how far away the school is, but like it could just be the county lines.
0: I'm not going to lie. It would have been pretty funny if he had changed something like um, just something subtle of like maybe maybe Lenny did save Crockett. From the you know didn't kill Tommy but like saved him from the bag and everything seemed like okay and then Ashley Kutcher comes out of it and they're living in a post-apocalyptic America where like but yeah <laughs> like I mean nuclear that's, bombs that's the kind of off. stuff though <laughs> well that's why like, yeah that's what chaos theory is but it's just kind it's of so frustrating
1: funny. it was more focused on the character I don't feel like the movie lost its impact with me because of that I see what you're saying it, it definitely didn't show the scale of. These decisions on the rest of the world, and it only showed us the characters. How do you handle with the stigmata, and how that
2: didn't change anything?
0: That is, I think, because that's the only blatant one. That's the only blatant continuity error, in my opinion, of the timeline stuff. But it's it's very blatant. Like I don't know how that didn't track with people, but I don't disagree with that. But (laughs) I still don't. It didn't lose the movie.
1: Didn't lose its effect with me. Because uh, I, of
0: that. I think I think what you said earlier, though, is a great analysis of this movie. Is It tries to do, especially in the director's cut, it tries to do the reverse... Um, oh, shoot. What was the movie? It's the a Wonderful Chris- life. Yeah, it's a Wonderful Life. The mm-hmm. reverse, it's a Wonderful Life. Which, you brought up Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko takes that tact, but in a less depressing manner. Because in Donnie Darko, he lives his life up to a point... He survived something he wasn't supposed to, and then we see a timeline of what would have happened if he had survived, and then we he fixes the timeline, and then that's it. So we just get like this segmented point of somebody's life of like, oh, maybe if he hadn't died, what could have been? So it's a more contained, like you're saying, reverse, it's a wonderful life. This tries to do like a more thorough, it's a wonderful life, but in a dark, depressing way that made me. I needed a hug after this movie. Yeah, just do call it the butterfly
2: effect. <laughs> call it the Kutcher effect or something.
0: The Kutcher effect.
1: Yeah, I think my main complaint is how dark it is and how it could have... Like, they could have had the same message, I guess, in a lighter way. Oh, yeah. Like, there's even a Scrubs episode, not to always talk about <laughs> Scrubs, but there really is a Scrubs episode about the butterfly effect, and it's, like, very lighthearted, but has the same... It shows you, like, seemingly insignificant events can have a big impact right. on and situations, and, and it y- makes you conscientious inches of that
0: dude like i 100 percent agree with you it's it's one of those things where i think if you take four or five of the super dark depressing things out of this movie and turn it up a little bit more to like a lighthearted guy just trying to fix his own timeline like they could even add it a timeline where he tries to for personal gain you know what i mean done the Mm -hmm. back to the future part two thing where it's you know the consequences of trying to improve your own life for personal gain kind of thing but they don't. They just keep doing this dark, depressing Maybe shit. Maybe they're
1: trying to do their own thing. I don't know. But even like the community episode where they roll the die oh, the and die. Then six different yeah. timelines. like
0: That's are. a great way to handle the timeline things mm-hmm. of just how drastically different they are while stay maintaining a similar line. Um, um, we're, we're a little bit over time. So let's do... Kind of final wrap-ups, John. You'd say this is worth your free time?
1: Yeah, I think it's worth your free time. I think, despite its flaws that you guys have rightfully brought up, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's still, it still was an impactful. It makes you conscientious of little things in life, little decisions you make that can have big impacts later down the road. Yeah,
2: like letting yourself get molested or not. Little things. <laughs> right. Little things. Little little things.
0: Peter, your opinion. Uh,
2: and now. There are just other movies that do it. There's a reason, I guess. I hadn't seen it until now. But would you say this is worth your free time? Um, I guess no. <laughs> <laughs> Got into my head. I'm like, ah, maybe in another timeline.
0: Maybe in another time. <laughs> So <laughs> nice. I, I agree with you that there are movies that do this kind of thing better. I'm still going to say this is worth your free time for at least one viewing. Because, uh, John, but the director's cut just has a bitter taste in my mouth. When I saw the original version and it wasn't over the top depressing life you know existential crisis i thought it was interesting like it seemed like an interesting thing and it kind of made me think a little bit i would agree this is a watch it once worth your free time it's heavy it is heavy uh but yeah peter i also agree with you i definitely think there are movies that do this better uh but yeah i mean that's our opinion so uh yeah, I guess we'll just land this. Let play us now. know
1: what effect this opinion yeah. has on you and how it uh changed your life.
0: I didn't I had a question and just, we don't have to go into it further because we are over time. I just want to ask real quick. John, did you ever keep a journal as a kid?
2: Short
1: answer no.
0: Peter?
2: I tried a couple times, I couldn't do it. I did. <laughs> oh. I did. For how long?
0: About six years. No, you didn't. What? Yeah. Can we make no. a bonus episode? <laughs> <laughs> I know when I was at my parents' house watching this, I went up to the attic to try to find them, and I couldn't. And I don't know where they are. But I had—they weren't that composition notebook. They were like spiral notebooks.
1: It's probably because you closed the loop.
0: (laughs) I closed the loop. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the better timeline (laughs) because I definitely fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is the better of the
2: ones, and you just really (laughs) you settled. I just settled. I was like, nope,
0: can't. I'm not gonna mess this up anymore. Oh man! No, <laughs> but that's funny. I I would have I wouldn't have thought I was alone on that. Okay, yeah. I've thoroughly embarrassed myself. I mean, I think my this sister plane. does. <laughs> <That> does it make <laughs> me feel better? You jerk. <laughs> I mean, I try, I did try. Oh, I man. just like I couldn't do it. I did. I did. I I'm not. It's just I was like a I thing. know what I did today. I don't need to <laughs>
3: write it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was more of like, if I remember what I wrote, it was more of a, like, here's what I did today. Here's what made me really mad today. Like it was like a venting, so much angst. Well, oh gosh, angst, Mark. But it was—I don't know—it was weird stuff. Not like weird, weird stuff. But it was just like kid thoughts. I imagine I can't find them. Um, uh, yeah, let's let's land this plane. I've embarrassed myself enough. <laughs> he, he is single, ladies. <laughs> yeah maybe you can make it into his Uh, diary (laughs) that was the too much free time podcast uh remember you can follow us (laughs) on spotify itunes um or on stitcher google play yeah just wherever you want to listen to us listen to us uh but make sure to subscribe leave a comment and a rating let us know what you like and you don't like uh if you want to reach us at email you can reach us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at tmftpodcast uh and you know follow us let us know what you like uh as always i've mark burris i've been mark burris sorry i am mark burris with me as always john girdler and peter blankenship (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next week